Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, we've got a wonderful, wonderful show in store for you and uh, a wonderful guest in studio. I'm so happy she's here. Kind of broke the tradition of having two women in the studio. I only have one woman woman in the studio today with me. But, you know, we have Rob on the board, so um, we're, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. So, so we'll start off, of course, with our... Quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. I know you've been waiting, anxiously awaiting all week long for our quotes. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. That which curses you today will bless you tomorrow. If you believe in curses and blessings, ain't no jive the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Uh, jiving us a little bit today. Yes, that which curses us today will bless us tomorrow. I think uh, the universe is trying to remind us that, you know, curses are just blessings in disguises, you know, that we tend to think that, you know, something which is so awful, so horrible at the time we're going through it, that, uh, you know, when you get a little perspective or if you just shift your perspective around it, you can see that it's actually a blessing. It's actually an opportunity to explore, to grow, to try something different. You know, how do you take this situation and turn it around? You know, I was uh, talking with a coaching client of mine the other day about dealing uh, with difficult situations. And I was like, well, how could you have fun with it? And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, can you turn it into a game? Can you play? Can you have fun? Instead of looking at it as a challenge and a struggle and something so hard to do, you know, play with it, dance with it, find a way to, you know, shift the energy around it and then maybe it won't seem so bad. She's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So a wonderful quote from the universe. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. The achievement of anything that you desire must be considered success, whether it is a trophy or money or relationships or things. But if you will let your standard of success be your achievement of joy Everything else will fall easily into place. For in the finding of joy, you are finding vibrational alignment with the resources of the universe. Abraham. Ah, wonderful quote from Abraham. This is one I talk about a lot because this one I feel really highlights the misunderstanding so many people have of the law of attraction and how people have a tendency to really think it's all about getting the things, but actually it's about the alignment of joy. And that really the getting the trophies and the cars and the houses and the relationships and the fame and the fortune, it's all an excuse to help us to just feel better to feel happier, to feel more joyful, more elated, more passionate. Like that ultimately is the real goal. And that the things are really just an excuse. They're just an excuse to achieve those things, um, to achieve that state. And once we achieve that state, those things almost don't matter. And this is why I say that the, the work that Abraham has created with the law of attraction, it's actually a very deep spiritual work. It's not what a lot of people tend to think it is from just seeing the secret. It's actually something much deeper, much richer when you get to the heart of it. And this quote is getting to the heart of it. If you achieve anything that you desire, it's a success regardless of what that is no matter how big how small whether it's you know you you can't wait to get out of it um and 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 you just end something quickly that or or just end something that you just wanted to finish or start something you wanted to start that also is a success so Two wonderful quotes from Mike Dooley in the Universe and from Abraham. Uh, I hope you'll enjoy them and we'll have more for you next week, of course. And now it is my extreme pleasure 
switch the camera around so that you can see my lovely guest. Oops. Let me get a little uh, studio shot here. Hold on one second. There she <laughs> is. Let me see if I can get the light out of the background a little bit. There we go. That should be much better. So who are you looking at there? This is my wonderful guest, Randy Bussey. She is a customer service speaker, trainer, and author of the book, Turning Rants into Raves. Let's show you the book. <laughs> yeah, we need some perspective there. There we go. That's the book. Turning Rants into Raves. Turn your customers on before they turn on you. She is president of Workforce Development Group, Inc., a training and development organization that specializes in improving the customer experience, increasing customer retention, maximizing revenue, and creating a culture of ownership among employees. Randy connects the dots between their own experiences as a customer and how their behaviors and the way their employees treat customers that affect their bottom line. I am extremely happy to have Randy on the show with me today. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Randy. Thank you, Sam. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it's uh, I'm kind of taking a break from sort of the more conscious or more... Yeah, I don't want to say woo-woo. I, I actually don't like that term, but but sort of the, the more energetic side to something very practical. Because as you guys know, you know we can study all all of this energetic, conscious, spiritual stuff. But if it's not grounded in reality, if we're not applying it to something that's actually helping to improve people's lives, then what are we doing here? And that's what I feel Randy does. Like she takes certain principles about relationships, about dealing with people, and really puts them in context in a way to make our lives better in terms of how we're dealing with people at our business, in our jobs, and around in general. So um, I'm curious, Randy, what got you to decide to really focus on this idea of, of the experience of customer service? I mean, like when you were a little girl and you saw mommy waiting on the phone trying to answer, you say, no, I, I like want to fix this problem. No, but it was, it was close <laughs> enough because, you know, uh. just like you, I'm a customer. And ah. as a customer, I wasn't having really great experiences. And I thought, well, gee, why aren't they taking better care of me? Why don't ah. they realize the value that I that I bring to to them to be able to give them money for their goods or services? Why aren't they appreciative of me? Why aren't they making it easier for me? And so it's a little bit selfish because I figure that the more companies that I could go into <laughs> and help them transform the customer experience, um, the better experiences I personally will be having. And then if I think the big picture, there are a lot of companies that need my help. Because yes, yes. service is kind of in the toilet. Oh, absolutely. And it's been getting worse, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, we, we started going to this self-service where let's outsource mm. and let's make the customer do all of the work. Right. And, you know, a lot of larger companies that started outsourcing their calls overseas got a lot of pushback from their customers. Like, you know, I, this is not easy for me. And if you're not going to give me somebody that can speak my language, I'm not going to do business with you. And right. so companies realize that they probably made a mistake by outsourcing phone calls and customer service. Right. And so they're starting to bring it back. But I think a lot of the damage is already, already done. Been done. Yeah. And I even saw, I forget what company it was. There was one or two companies I noticed that they even made a point now in their commercials to say like, you know, and you'll get somebody in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you call us, you'll get somebody in the United States. I see companies now are starting to try and turn that around so that people uh, know that they actually are bringing their customer service back into the United States. Right. But as I said, sometimes the damage, the damage is already, already done, done because yeah. customers have decided to leave because there was that communication barrier and they've chosen another provider. Yeah. So a day late and a dollar short. Yes. <laughs> are you familiar with Seth Godin's um, talk on the things that are broken? Probably, but refresh my memory. He, he does this wonderful talk where he shows, and he talks about his experiences, but also shows like signs that don't make sense at all. And he talks about, you know, calling into like customer service departments where the customer, the customer service rep was completely um, unauthorized to help him. 
and and just about how the whole experience was broken. Okay. And and he kind of like you, you know at the end of the the talk he's kind of like like I'm really sorry because now you're all going to become like me and see things broken all the time. And and it's true because now like he's attuned me to it. I see things that are broken all the time. And mm-hmm. it's like when I have this experience where something is wrong or not working and I call up and they still can I had this experience the other day um, as many people know I also run the wellness center here we do the radio show out of our wellness center and we use a certain provider um, for submitting electronic claims uh, to insurance companies for the psychotherapy visits and then uh, we get some of the um, statements back through this same portal and I've had this experience a couple of times, not all the time, but a couple of times where I, I, I see the deposit in my bank account on a Monday and I go and I look and the advice isn't there. The, the listing of what the breakdown is of this deposit is not there. And I call them up and they were like, well, we need a check number or a transfer number or something from, you know, the payer. And I go and I call the payer and they can't give me what the person wants. They can give me some kind of transaction number. It's not the right number. I call them back. I tell them, no, I, I like this is what I have, but it's not what you want. They talk to their technical department. And a miracle, three, four, five hours later, the next day, suddenly the advice shows up. Mm. And I call them up three months later with the exact same problem. Oh, we need the check number. We need this. I'm like, no, you don't. It's a technical problem. I've had this happen before. And you need to talk to your technical people for them to look for it. And they're like, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that. I need this or I need that. And they're and it's just they're giving me a hard time. And I know from my experience what the problem is. I know it better than them. Mm. And they refuse to listen to me because they've been trained to handle certain things a particular way. Sure. And what you're describing is actually an employee who is not really listening to you right. and is inflexible and is not willing to go outside and color outside the lines, if you will, exactly. to take ownership and say, you know what, okay, this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Let me do some due diligence and see if I can help him instead of kind of putting up roadblocks exactly. for you. Yeah, and I mean, it just, it, it's frustrating for me because... I have a technology background. I know how computers work. I know how systems work. I've worked on front ends, back ends, the whole bit. So you can't pull the wool over my eye and tell me something that I know the way computer systems work, it doesn't make sense. Mm. So once I can figure it out in my own mind, the way their system is working, and then they don't listen to me, it's so frustrating because I know their programs better than they do Yet, because I'm just a quote-unquote customer, they don't take me seriously. And it's very frustrating. And it causes me to say, you know what? If I have any other place to go to instead of this business, I am taking my business elsewhere. And many companies have competition. Yes. Okay, wonderful. So we're going to take our first break. Of course, I just want to let people know, um, we do have... Yes, GP, thank you for tuning in on our Facebook live stream. We are available on a Facebook live stream. You can just go to my own, uh, you can go to Talking Alternative, or you can go to my personal timeline, Sam Leibowitz, spelled L-I-E-B-O-W-I-T-Z in New York City, and see the video. And if you wish to call in and ask questions of myself or my guest, our call-in number is 877-480-4120. And when we return, we'll talk about uh, how to turn rants into raves. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello. 
Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Randy Bussey um, about customer service and her book, Turning Rants into Raves. And Randy was uh, just uh, reminding me, and I, I actually didn't say it. I almost always say at the beginning of the show that the quotes of the day that I have from the universe and from Abraham are always so apropos for the guests that I have that day. And Randy was just reminding me how even the quotes today you feel are, are apropos for what you do, huh? Absolutely. So the first quote that you talked about that was from uh, Mike Dooley, you know, that which curses you uh, also blesses you. Yeah. And so I'm thinking back to about a year ago when I actually fell mm. and I broke my humerus. Ooh. And it wasn't very funny. No. Okay. <laughs> and so um, you don't realize how much you need one of your arms to do everything, yes. including you know getting dressed getting dressed <laughs> going to the bathroom taking a shower and uh, so as somebody who previously would never ask anybody to help me do anything uh, this blessing mm -hmm. which originally i looked at was a curse oh my god but this blessing allowed me to ask other people it forced mm -hmm. me to ask mm -hmm. other people to help me whether it was to shower mm -hmm. to zip up my dress mm -hmm. to carry something for me to mm -hmm. open up a door and it really um, allowed me to receive right. you know i like to give i like right. to give i like to give and right. i don't like to receive and right. it, it forced me to do so and it changed my perspective and, and let me ask you a question did the people who gave to you actually appreciate the opportunity to do something for you? Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. My fiance had been wonderful taking care of me uh, and he couldn't do enough for uh, me. And so it was a gift for him also uh, uh, after he got, you know, the initial I'm screaming to death because I'm in so much pain, yeah. you know, passed. But it really right. I look back now and even though my arm still hurts a little bit, uh -huh. uh, it, it's a reminder of I'm not superwoman right. and it's okay to ask for help. Absolutely, it's okay. Not only is it okay to ask for help, but as you said, it's that balance of giving and receiving. If there's not somebody to receive, then you're denying somebody who wants to give the opportunity to give. And, you know, we're so stuck in our culture with this idea that it's better to give than to receive. And that's actually, I, I, I know it's a quote from the Bible, but it's actually the real quote goes, it is better... Um, to be in the position to give than to be than to have to receive. It's a slightly different twist on it, and we really forget that. So it's important to remember that you know what? It's okay to receive. It really is because you're giving someone else an opportunity to give. You like to give. Other people like to give. Exactly, and I have of saying, you know, the giver always gets more. Yeah. And so even though I'm on the receiving end, there's something in it for you to be mm -hmm. able to give also, and that to me is win-win. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So thank you for bringing that up and reminding me. Mm -hmm. You know, the other quote that you had from Abraham about the achievement of joy. Yeah. And so, you know, I took that about th that moment when you're present. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's fleeting for a lot of us that we're actually mm -hmm. present in the moment, not thinking about, you know, oh, I have to, you know, go to the dentist after work mm -hmm. or have to pick up some milk, but we're really in the zone. Mm -hmm. And for me, that zone or that state of joy is when I'm up in front of a group mm -hmm. and I'm speaking and I'm engaging yeah, and light bulbs are going yeah. on and they're, they're connecting the dots 
and to me nothing else is is going on except what's happening right in front of me yeah. and so yeah. that's the joy and so it's not about the money it's not about right. the trophies and the uh, rewards right. it's about making a connection with yeah. somebody and and them just lighting up as a result of it yeah 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 no i'm totally with you and actually you know it was something that i came to just this past weekend i was uh, doing a shamanic ceremony that you know many of my listeners have heard me talk about before with Aurea the host of the prior show being community radio and you know he came up to me kind of in the second half of the ceremony and he was like what's the one thing you want to do and that you really want to format everything around and I'm like you know but I love to do so many things and he's like well is it public speaking is the radio is this is that and I'm like yeah but I love it all because no 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 pick one thing what's the one top thing and it really took me I had to take a minute to really think about it because I really do enjoy so many doing so many different things. And I realized it's really working with groups of people. It's it's it's, you know, with a group where you can get that group dynamic and group energy, but not so many people that it becomes impersonal. Right. But enough people that you have that group dynamic. And it's like, that's what I want. So now I understand that, like doing the public speaking is going to be in service of that. Doing the radio show is going to be in service of that. That like all the other things I do are going to be to support that. And I'm going to actually start doing that. Um, I'm working with a, a coach right now. I'm putting together stuff for my conscious consultant program. And, and we'll start doing that in September. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're getting a sneak preview. <laughs> Ooh, uh, similar to your story. Jack Repley. Okay, thanks, Shweta. Uh, just a little comment from one of our, our Facebook live streams that Jack Ripley has a similar, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Rapley, uh, has a similar story okay. of learning how to receive. Yes. Yeah. Took me a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a great lesson. It's better if you don't have to break any bones to learn that lesson. But, you know, hey, whatever it takes. However the gift shows up. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you feel is like the most misunderstood part about customer service? I think that we don't, as business owners, we don't pay enough attention to it. And mm. we assume when we bring new people on board, we hire people, we assume that they know what customer service is. Uh. And we don't, we don't spend time talking to them about what the value of a customer is, mm -hmm. what the lifetime value of a customer is, mm. and how we want to treat them. You know, we'll right. bring on a new employee and we'll teach them about our product or our service. Mm -hmm. We'll show them how to use the computer system. We'll show them uh. where the cafeteria is. <laughs> but how much time do we talk to them about customers and, and who our customers actually are? Because when you think about your business, you might think of your customers or the people that pay you money mm -hmm. for your product or service. But you actually have another set of customers. Mm -hmm. And those are your internal customers. Right. Those are your employees. Right. Right. And so as a business owner, as a leader, how you treat your employees right. is really setting the tone for how your employees are going to treat your customers. Right, right. Absolutely. And getting them to understand that the relationship is very important, that it's not just about you know kind of the the service that you're providing or the product that you're providing but what's the relationship you have with the customer or 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 client and you know even if you're in a transactional business you can mm -hmm. still have a fleeting relationship with someone right. and you know a perfect example of that is um i went into a store this morning before i came here and the woman behind the counter said, oh, my God, I love that color dress on you. Mm. And that was a connection that she made. Yeah, and that yeah. made me feel like she was paying attention to me. And I wanted to spend more money and stay there <laughs> so she could say something else nice to me. <laughs> but, you know, those opportunities to yeah. connect, you know, it's a little harder when you're on the phone to find right. that kind of connection. However, if we listen and are mm. present in the moment, there's always something that's going on that somebody is saying or something in the background that you can make reference to to find this common right, denominator right, that right. you might have with this person yeah. yeah yeah like a lot of customer service reps um because you have to put in some let's say account number or some identifying information they pull up your record they kind of know where you are so like i've had customer service reps say something to me like oh how's the weather in new york city today mm -hmm. or something like that and they try and make that kind of connection uh, i have to tell you you know what the best experience i ever had with a customer customer service rep I, w I was calling up a credit card company 
because the uh, you know I I usually pay off my bills like the whole thing every month, and it was like a day or two late. You know, with the, I sent it out through the online banking. The check was in the mail. They got it. But it was a day or two late, but I paid off the whole thing. But I still got like the slight late fee and a finance charge. So I called them like, "Hey, is there anything you can do about it?" And the guy on the other end, who was a really nice gentleman, and he was just like, "Well, you know." Normally, I'm supposed to, like, you know, give you a hard time and go through a whole rigmarole, but in the end, do it anyway. So, you know what? I'm just going to forget all that, and I'm just going to do it for you. Just give me a moment. Let me put all the information in there. And it's like he made it so easy for me, and and he let me know that, you know, that he normally was supposed to, like, give me a little bit of a hard time about it before he kind of, like, gives in. But he said, you know, let me just skip the BS and do it. And like, I appreciated that honesty so much. And I really appreciated just the way he handled it because I can understand. Yeah, his, his supervisor, his manager may give him a hard time. Like, oh, no, you shouldn't like do it right away. They might not. Have. But but he knew like eventually that's what the bottom line is. He was supposed to do the refund anyway. So it's like, why waste my time? Why put the customer through that extra stress and time when you can just do it initially? So while I like the way he handled it, what I would have preferred is if he didn't tell you right. I'm supposed to give you a hard time. I right. would have liked if he just said, you know, Mr. Leibowitz, you're a very good customer. You always pay on time. I'm happy to give you a courtesy right. And, right. and credit that fee. So right. I hear you. It was good. And right, I, would, right. I would like to take it up a notch right. and make it even better and so one of the challenges in companies is the leadership of a company is often putting these policies in place mm. that are not customer friendly right. and we're tying the hands of our employees yes. and so that means we don't necessarily trust our employees to make that decision. Gee, can I credit this customer five dollars? Right. They've been a, a customer of ours for twenty years. Is it okay for me to just go ahead and credit them without having to check the policy book, yeah. ask for a supervisor, get the yeah. supervisor involved? So I think that if companies really want to improve the customer experience, they need to hire the people that they could trust and right. then empower them to make the kind of decisions that are not going to give away the store, but are going right. to be customer-friendly and company-friendly. Right, right, right. And and uh, it's really like it, it amazes me how, how much companies make policies that are so non-customer friendly mm -hmm. i mean from the customer service point of view but from the even sales point of view and and support point of view and it just like it almost seems like it, it it's almost like an arrogance among the companies that it's like they don't care if you're a customer or not and i just i just feel like in today's day and age where there's so much competition and there's so many choices that the the companies are kind of almost dooming themselves to hard times by not recognizing that you know almost unless you're a true monopoly like some of these cable companies which i absolutely hate people have choices yes you know it's funny i'll tell real quick there's an article that i wrote it's called does your company have a business prevention department now, what company? <laughs> I like that. Uh, what company yeah. would have a business prevention department? But when right. you think about some of the roadblocks that you experience trying to do business with a company, you're almost thinking: Did they say to a, an employee, "Listen, make it really hard for this yeah. customer so they leave"? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That's the way it seems. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And before we go to break, I just want to remind our listeners because I know I have a lot of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs out there. As much as we're saying all this stuff is related to companies, it's also related to individuals. How are you servicing, you know, your customers, your clients? And it's to keep this in mind. I know we're we're talking, you know, what sounds like big companies, what sounds like big departments, but sometimes you are the company and you are the customer service department. So let's not lose sight of that, okay? So everybody, please stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about how to turn rants into raves. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We were talking with Randy Bussey, a uh, customer service expert. So, uh, Randy, uh, when people, th- when, when business owners and, co- and, co- and company managers think of customer service, my experience has been they always look at customer service as an expense. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's really an investment, isn't it? It is an investment. You know, when you think about advertising that you're spending money on to make the phone ring or make people come into your company, you know, it's one thing to get them in the door. But once they're in the door, what are you doing to engage them and Mm. turn them into actual customers? You know, it's great to have a lot of prospects. Foot traffic is great. But if the cash register is not ringing and they're not buying your product or service, it it doesn't matter how many people are coming through. And so, you know, you talk about customer service being an expense. Uh, when businesses, you know, larger businesses look at their budget, if you will, their operating budget, very few have a line item for customer service training. Mm. They'll have their attorney, they'll have the water delivery, they'll right. have the copy paper. But when you think about your employees, your employees are actually not an expense either, although they're on the expense side of the of the, uh, you know, the The financial documents, exactly. But payroll is not an expense. It's an investment because your people are your greatest asset. They're the ones that are selling, promoting, and are the face of your company. Right, absolutely. And I know that there's this concept of, the triple or the quadruple bottom line, which is means you're doing things that are um, good for the shareholders, um, good for the employees, and good for the customers. And then the quadruple is good for the planet as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's when you when you create an environment where it's not just about making money for the shareholders, but it's about creating a good environment for the employees and supporting them and 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 uh, supporting them in their de- career development. That then they become better people and then you know good for the customer ultimately it's got to be good for the customer because nowadays with social media everything gets out if a customer is not if customers if if many customers or, or a large percentage of customers are not having a good experience they go out and start telling all their friends about it you know your business starts tanking and the flip side of that is just as true isn't it it is, but you know, you don't even need a lot of customers True. complaining because all you need is one customer who uh, can go online and tweet and post something on Facebook or write a blog post or shoot a video that yeah. is capturing the essence of this negative experience what they had. And the next thing you know, the whole world knows about it. Right. You right. know, you know, BI before internet. Yeah. You know, you would have a bad experience. You would tell your next door neighbor, and by the end of the weekend, the cul de sac knew, don't go to Frankie's Pizza because right. Frankie's not so nice to customers. Right. But now, you know, you, you're you in Frankie's Pizzeria and right. you're going online right then and there posting right. your review right. and instantaneously that bad news is on the street. Right, right. Whether it's Yelp or, or just on some website or whatever, boom, it's out there. It's out there. Yeah, and you know, the, the perception that's being put out there is the customer's experience. And mm-hmm. the customer's experience is actually based on which employee is taking care of the customer. Uh, And so there's two types of employees that I illustrate and introduce in my book. And so one is rant, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and the other is rave. Mm-hmm. And so rant is the employee who's just there for a paycheck. I don't really yeah. care whether the customer becomes a customer or stays a customer because I'm still getting my same $15 an hour. Oh, look, it's right. five to five. I have to leave. Right. right. They're not thinking about the big picture. Right. Whereas right. rave is the employee who's getting that same $15 an hour. But her mindset, and by the way, rant and rave are women only for illustrative purposes, <laughs> right? Because, because they could be men just as well. Yes. But rave is engaged and committed, and she is thinking and acting like an owner of the business. Mm-hmm. And she's looking for opportunities to not only um, meet the customer's expectations, but she's looking for something extra that she could do to really wow the customer Mm. and so depending upon whether you're you have the fortune of having rave take care of you or the misfortune of having rant take care of you is going to strongly influence what your ultimate customer service experience is so if i'm a business owner or i'm a manager and i have some rants working in my customer service department what kinds of things can I do to start to shift that mindset and at least get them going into the direction of being raves? Sure. So is that before or after they call me to come in and help work? No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. Of course, while you're working while, with them. Yes. And so, you know, one of the things that I talk about with leaders or anybody in a supervisory position is I want you to take a look at yourself in the mirror. And I want you to see what you're doing and what you're saying and are Mm -hmm. your words congruent with your actions? Mm -hmm. Because if you say, you know, this is the way we need to take care of customers and then you happen to be on the phone with a customer and hang up the phone and start saying, oh, that customer was a pain in my neck or that customer is so stupid. Mm -hmm. Well, you're sending a mixed message to your staff. And so as a leader, we need to look at ourselves. That's why there's a lot of mirrors, pictures of mirrors in my book because it's about self-reflecting right right our employees are like our children they're watching us yes we think they're not listening right but they actually are and so if we want them to provide great experiences to customers they the leaders have to do the same thing and they also need to provide a good employee experience to their staff absolutely because it's even even the employees will pick things up energetically even if you don't say anything even if you hide your action behind closed doors they're still going to feel it unconsciously and they're still going to know like something's up and somehow things aren't just are just not going to be right in the department exactly and you know sometimes rant is not necessarily an employee sometimes mm. rant is the owner oh and I've had workshops that I've done where uh, the employees would, would say, after I identify who Rant and Rave are, mm-hmm. they're like, well, what happens if Rant is the owner of the company? Yeah. And, you know, that's a bigger problem to solve. Right, right, because everything starts from the top down. The fish stinks from the head, head down, down, Sam. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so um, what would be, like, a beginning step to, to start to get somebody who who maybe doesn't have the best of attitude towards you know working with with the customer to to kind of shift that a little bit Mm -hmm. so one of the things that's really important is for you to know what they know Uh, because maybe it's on us because we didn't train them properly right so did we set them up for success did we give them the right tools and knowledge and and coaching Mm -hmm. that they need to do the kind of job that we want them to do and so i talk about a triangle it's called the knowledge skill will triangle and so as a leader or a manager it's up to us to give our employees the knowledge Mm -hmm. of what they're supposed to do this Mm -hmm. is how we do things but just because you know what you're supposed to do doesn't mean you know how to do it it. so also as a leader it's your responsibility to help them perform and do that skill Mm-hmm. So do they have the skill to do it? Mm-hmm. So once you know they know what to do and you know they know how to do it because you've either sh- they've demonstrated it in a role play or mm-hmm. you've observed them handle a customer in a specific way, mm-hmm. there's only one thing left and it's will. Mm-hmm. And that's all on the employee. So you've got to determine first, is it a knowledge, is it a skill, or is it a will issue that's Mm. getting in the way of this employee performing as you want them to? Right, right, right. And if it's a will issue, 
it's also finding out what's the source of the issue around the will because it could be well maybe they don't have the will to do something because they just feel the company doesn't care about them that's exactly right and so they become disengaged because of something external that's going around going on around in the organization however when i ask employees what turns them into a rant mm-hmm. you can't believe the excuses i get oh, it really? could be it could be i was late for work mm-hmm. it could be i had a fight with my wife in the mm-hmm. morning i don't feel good uh, the customer that I just spoke with yelled at me. Uh, mm. The sales department never gives the right information to customers. Mm. My boss is an idiot. Mm. And so we're allowing external things mm. affect how we are and who we show up as and what, right. our, what right. our attitude is. And so really, the, the final answer of what turns you into a rant mm-hmm. is you. Right, right. It's really our... It's really the meaning we make out of all those things that happen in our life because they all happen. I mean, that's life. But we have a tendency to make meaning out of it. That means, oh, well, you know, my wife fought with me and it means she doesn't love me and I must not be lovable or something like that. And in the back of our mind, we go through this whole downward spiral that then we get into work and we feel just useless and we're angry and this and that. And it may be have nothing to do with this. It could be because she stubbed her toe when she got out of bed in the morning. That'll set somebody off on a bad path also. But, you know, it's funny. You talk about meaning. Yeah. I went to a seminar, Landmark Education, oh, yes. and we are meaning-making Making machines. machines. Yep. And I want to tell you, I popped when that was stated because uh. we, when we put meaning on things, it's always typically a negative meaning. Right. It's never something good. Right. And when I realized that, it was such a relief. Yeah. I literally cried for half an hour. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. It's huge. I, you don't realize how many things we run movies. If this happened, it must mean this. No, right. it just means that this happened. Right. So l- l- a great example of this, I was working with a coaching client the other day, and um, she was like going out on a date, and on the way there, she got bumped like her car the car in front of her slowed down and she went to pull out but the car behind her didn't slow down enough bumped her from behind and 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 you know she didn't think it was a big deal but then when she got out and looked and she waved the guy on looked at it and it was like a bigger deal than she thought and and i was like okay so how did you feel in the moment that happened and she was like serves me right for not you know paying attention 100 percent. and i'm like serves you right wow you know look at them that kind of a meaning that it's like because you were happy and cheerful and so you weren't paying 100 percent attention you deserve to have gotten hit by another car whoa that's crazy meaning you know and but we do that to ourselves all the time don't we i know we do and you know i talk about the four agreements and uh, i don't know if we have enough time to talk about it now but that goes one of the one of the agreements is about um making stories making assumptions right 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 right. yes yes and i absolutely i mean that's what i kind of build the show is talking about how you apply the don miguel ruiz for agreements to customer service. Sure. So one of them is about the way we make stories. Well, it's about it's about making assumptions. Making assumptions. Don't yes. make assumptions. You know, you know the old saying: if you make an assumption, you make a you know what out of you and me. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And so w- when we make assumptions, they're typically not positive ones. Right. And right. so we have this whole story going on in our head about well, the customer did this, and that must mean this. No, it just means right. that the customer might have had a fight with their wife right. <laughs> and they're just bringing some of that into the n- next conversation. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last commercial break. Okay. I can't believe it. Things go by so fast. <laughs> so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour has been Randy Buss- Bussy uh, um, of Turning Rants into Raves, and we'll be right back. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. 
Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Randy Bussey, a customer service expert, author of the book, Turning Rants into Rave. So we were talking about the four, four agreements and applying them to customer service. So we dealt with the first one, which is about assumptions. Uh, quickly, what are the other three and how do we apply them to customer service? Sure. So let me just preface it by saying that the four agreements is a book yes. that is not found in the customer service section. No. It is found in the self-help section. Yes. And so when I start talking about these four agreements in my workshop, people are kind of like perplexed why I'm uh, going here. And so I'll tell you why I'm going there after I tell you the other three agreements. Okay, good. So the one we spoke about originally is don't make assumptions. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one is be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. Then we've got don't take things personally. personally. Yes. And then the last one is always do your best. Right. And so, you know, those are life principles yes. or life agreements, if you will. And so you think about the customers that you're dealing with and, you know, you want customers that know, like, and trust you. Right. And so if you are making assumptions about mm-hmm. your customers. Right. Probably they're going to be wrong. Right. And you're going to wind up getting yourself in trouble. Right. So don't make assumptions with your customers. Ask right. questions. I'm curious. Yes. You know, tell me a little bit about this. Yes. When you think of another assumption of always be impeccable with your word, mm-hmm. that means if you say to a customer, you know, I'm going to check on that and I'll get back to you by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, get back call that them. customer back, even if it's to say, hi, Joe, I don't have that information yet, but I'm still working, working on it. it. Right. So right. don't use your word and, and let it um, negate what you're all about. So be impeccable right. with your word. Do what you say you're going to do. Right. Okay. The next assumption of don't take things personally, you know, think about if you had a fight with your significant other in the morning mm-hmm. and then somebody did something during the day, you're probably still in the mindset of what happened earlier. Right. And... It, you're almost um, you're almost bringing that other person into the argument that you had with right, your spouse right, when right, really right. It, it had nothing to do with you. And right. most people, when they do things, it's not because of somebody else. It's because right. of themselves. Right. Right. And then the last assumption is always do your best. Right. And so imagine if when you're dealing with a customer, you always did your best. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can go to sleep at night and put your head on the pillow and say, you know what? I did the best I could mm-hmm. to take care of this customer. Mm-hmm. You're, you're okay in my book. And right. so what happens is even though I'm talking about the four principles in a workshop, the four agreements, excuse me, in a workshop about customer service, mm-hmm. m- my attendees come back to me afterwards and say, those those agreements have helped me not only deal with customers, but also in my personal life right. with my friends Absolutely. and family, Absolutely. which that to me, you know, there's no greater feeling in the world. And I know you know that feeling right. when yes. you get that feedback from somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's really, it, it's when you're dealing with sort of foundational principles that are true, they're true in like every aspect of life. So they're true for our personal relationships. They're true for our business relationships. They're true for um, volunteer stuff. You know, they're true in, in things we do to have fun, our social circles. So yeah, they're very valuable. And I'm a big, big believer in, in the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, which exactly. we find. Exactly, yes. Yes, wonderful, wonderful. Um, do you see companies or, 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 or departments being it being sort of easier or more difficult for them to be better at customer service these days as compared to the past? I think in some ways it's harder. You know, think back years ago, you know, we're probably about the same age. And even before we were, you know, adults, 
doctors made house calls mm-hmm. and the, you know the the bagger at the supermarket would bag your groceries and then carry them out to your car yeah, yeah. and so you know were they doing it, it was because more personalized service were they doing it because somebody told them to or were they doing it because it was the right thing, thing to, to do, do. Yeah, okay. and so you know i bring customer service down to its lowest common denominator mm. and customer service is actually common sense Mm, yeah. And think about how many people are walking around this earth that don't have common sense. Right. And so if they don't have common sense, they can't provide good customer service. Right. And so I think it's harder for companies to find people who have the right mindset and attitude uh, where they have this, I'm here to serve and I'm paying attention right. and I'm thinking like this is my business. I'm acting right. like I have skin in the game rather than I don't really care what happens because this is just a temporary stop on the road right, for me. Right, so right. I think it, in some ways it's harder to find the right people. You can find somebody who has 10 years experience in X, but just because they have 10 years experience doesn't mean that they've been a rave employee. They could have just been miserable in their job. So I'm about, you can teach somebody how to do something, but you can't necessarily teach them how to think and act and care and be genuine and be empathetic. Do you find that those kinds of characteristics, that there's a generational quality to it? Like, do you find like maybe younger people in customer service departments have sort of similar kinds of challenges to each other versus maybe older people in customer service department? Or is it really completely dependent on the individual? It is because of the fact that you might have long-term employees, older people who mm-hmm. we would think, you know, have that um, good, strong work ethic mm-hmm. that become jaded. Mm-hmm. They become complacent. Mm-hmm. They start complaining. They check out. And right. so I can't say that it's young people or old people. It really depends on the individual. It depends on what happened to them before they came to this job. You know, right. what their upbringing right. was. You know, I- if you were yelled at as a kid right. and now your boss starts yelling at you, you become a kid again. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so you're yeah, bringing yeah, that definitely. you're bringing that with you. Right. So we're quick to hire and we're nice. slow to fire. Right. And we really need to flip that right. on its head. We yeah. need to be slow to hire yeah. because you need to be hiring for cultural fit right. and attitude, not just do they have experience in, you know, technology. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you're a solopreneur and you're your own customer service department, is there a difference in the way you advise them to implement some of your ideas compared to uh, a a department or many organizations? Yes, and I'll reference a book, The E-Myth. Ah, yes. By Michael Gerber. Yes, I And so, so we all start out being the technician. And the technician right. does or makes whatever the product or service is. And so we often can't take that hat off when we're a solo entrepreneur because that's where we're most comfortable. Right. And so we have to be able to step into the role of customer service uh, no matter what type of business or industry you're Mm. in. You're in the customer service business. And if you think of that first, so Mm. I'm in the customer service business and I'm a printer. Mm. I'm in the customer service business and I sell insurance. Mm. Now you're thinking from a customer service perspective and right. I think that we get very caught up in the tasks and, and, and functions that we need to do that we forget that there's a human being right. on the other end of the phone or the other end of the counter that really just wants to be treated as if they matter. Right. But if I have my technician hat on, I'm not looking at you as a customer or a person. I'm just, right. I got to get something done. Right. Right. And right. so we've got to always be wearing our, our customer service hat. Yeah, I had an experience like that here in the center with one of the practitioners who had been seeing clients here and they they I referred a client to him and they had uh, initially a good experience but then not such a good experience and they were very upset and and, and granted they were a diff- difficult client to deal with but th- they they had a very uh, um, negative experience and and and, re- and put it on the practitioner whether justly or not and they wanted their money back or they wanted something back. And and I, I spoke to the practitioner afterwards and it was like no way he was going to give them a dime back. He had spent extra time with them and he came up with all these reasons. And, you know, I had just said to him, I said, you know, I understand how you feel, 
I just know for myself that if any customer is not happy, I would rather give them the money back and, and make them happy than worry about keeping the dollar or the time that I spent. But he just like he just didn't get it. He wouldn't do it. And and it really it surprised me at the time. And, and now looking back, I kind of see, OK, well, it's it's, you know, just kind of where he was at. You know, the customer is not always right. Yes. However, when we make the customer wrong, we lose. Right. And so when you think about what that dollar amount was that we're talking about, you know, the customer has a voice. Mm -hmm. And when we have bad experiences, we tend to talk. Right. And when we talk and we tell those stories, we actually tend to exaggerate yeah. and embellish and yeah. make it sound even worse. And right. so I'm not saying that we, you know, the customer should hold us hostage, uh, you know, to be able to give them the money back or I'm going to spread, you know, your name in right. the mud. Right. But at the same time, uh, it's not worth the $200 or whatever it might right. have been. Right. Let the customer go and chalk it up to, you know what, I need to be better in screening and making sure that the customer is a good fit for my company right. also. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, time just fly by, flies by so fast. I wish I had more time with you, Randy, but unfortunately we come to the end of the show. So if people are interested in learning more about you, uh, where can they find information about your, your company? Sure, thanks for asking, Sam. So my website is uh, www.workdevdevgroup.com. Mm -hmm. You can find me on Twitter at Randy with an I, last name Bussy, B-U-S-S-E. Or you can give us a call at 631-598-5598. And you were going to do a little something for someone from the Conscious Consultant Hour? Well, sure. I, I'd love to share with uh, your listeners if they're interested in that article that I referenced about um, does your company have a business prevention department? Mm. Uh, send me an email and I'll be happy to send it to you. So it's going to be info at workdevgroup.com wonderful wonderful and make sure you mention that you heard her on the conscious consultant hour That's right. and they can find turning rants into raves on amazon it is on amazon or you can go to the website which is turning rants into raves.com right. okay wonderful i want to thank you all for listening thank you my folks on the facebook live stream i think we lost people at the end um you know phone technology what are you going to do next week we are going to go back into the metaphysical we have an interesting uh, guest on the phone from California and uh, not California from the West Coast and uh, I think you'll like that one thank you all for listening and we will talk to you next week You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com.
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 